Welcome to the Soap Bubbles Podcast. I'm your host, Cindy. I'm doing this with my daughter today, Sierra. <laughs> she is looking at my pictures. And put that away because we're supposed to, Sierra, um, welcome Sierra to the Soap Bubbles Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> my daughter is visiting from Northern California. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> so the question today that I have been asked recently is, how do you become friends with your children when they grow up? I believe that's the question. How was the question worded? How do you become friends? Yeah. So we were sitting down today and listing. I lost the list. Well, you just like. Oh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) So we had. I had to think about how my daughters became my friends because you are my friend, right? Yes. Okay. Well, now you're putting me on the spot. Yes, I am your friend. Sierra is my friend, and Cheyenne is my friend, and Hannah is my friend. Okay, and Bodie and Ember. Okay. So how, how did we all become friends? Um. So we were just kind of going back and you kind of have to start from the beginning for sure. And that's when they're children. And when they're small, you have to remember that they still have to obey you. So they can't be like your best bud when they're little because the command in the Bible is that children are to obey their parents. You are still the adult. They're still following and learning from you. However, when they're children, you can, one, enjoy them. I think some people really just don't enjoy their children. And I think you need to take time to stop and really enjoy your children. And then two, what is that face? I'm just responding. You need to talk. Quietly. Well, you have the points. I do have points. Okay. And then you need to talk to them and you need to listen to them. So when they're really little, even talk to them, listen to them, find out what they're interested in. And this is going to go all the way through the finding out what they're interested in. Because with little kids, it's sometimes you're like, I can't believe they're interested in that. That is so silly well it's not silly to them so what was one thing i was interested in that was silly um if you remember man do i remember i did have a pet ant once (laughs) (laughs) i probably thought that was ridiculous i probably said don't play with that you just said if it bites you don't come (laughs) okay maybe that wasn't a good example no it was good (laughs) we had to weigh the risks involved and decide if we wanted to play with the ants or not that's yeah So anyway, but there are times when your kids are like interested in some, I don't know what it would be, but there are things, boy, I should have a good example, like right on the tip of my tongue and I don't. Well, what was something funny that one of your kids was interested in? Doesn't have to be me. I was kind of a boring kid. (laughs) Well, I think that you guys would come to me with dreams and I was the, I was the ultimate balloon popper. I was, I was the ultimate dream buster. (laughs) (laughs) and so sam worked on me on that because he was like don't ruin all their dreams because i was really you know so you do need to let your children kind of dream and talk to them and listen to them and don't laugh at them or smirk because what they're saying and sometimes what they're saying is ridiculous like if you're you know yeah, you never laughed at us if we came to you with something. It wasn't like, ha, 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 that's <laughs> at least ridiculous. Not when you were well, not when that's what that's when it counts though. Like if I you know, need to go somewhere else and laugh because it's hilarious, that's fine, but yeah. not to your kid because yeah. then your kid's gonna be afraid to say anything. And that's a key through all of this is that you want your children to keep talking to you. You want them not to be afraid to come to you. You want them to be able to say something and you not laugh at them to where they're gonna be afraid to come talk to you. Because as they, um, 
you know, when they're kids, keeping them talking, talking to them after school, finding out what's going on in their life, listening to what they have to say as they get into teenage years. If you haven't kind of done the homework in their elementary years, you're going to have some catch up to do because teenagers aren't going to automatically catch, start talking to you. No, and we enjoy talking to you because you had done all that legwork before. So we'd sit on the couch for a long time talking to you after and school. Do you remember for my a long, long time? Yeah. Do you remember my thing though? If I made cookies, you couldn't go like eat them in your room. You had to come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't know I did that. No, I mean I believe it because we would disappear. Yeah. So I would make them a snack, and then I'd be like, "Can't go eat that in your room. You have to come eat that in here with me," because basically I just wanted to talk to him after school. So I was always looking for opportunities to talk to them, especially what was going on at school, because I, I wanted to know. And you could usually tell if somebody was having a bad day. Well, oh, yeah, well, you can quite... tell with us, because we just let you, right, let's let you know. That's true. <laughs> it's true. So then I felt like you guys weren't, I mean, there were times you were afraid to tell me something. I do understand that, but. I think that's going to happen naturally anyway for a kid. Yeah. So making it as easy as possible for that child to come to you, because we would eventually come to you. True. But, I mean, I think it's a natural thing for some things to be a little bit scary to talk about. But if you've done the legwork, then your kid will come to you. Yeah, eventually. so that that talking is so huge. And then that next thing of being interested in what, you know, they're interested in when they're in junior high and high school. And they're trying to think through what I want to do in life. And, you know, if you shoot every idea down that they have and you don't let them express themselves, they're they're not going to want to be your friend. Because who... I mean, eventually you're not going to be your friend because you're going to shoot down every idea they ever have and it's going to be ridiculous. So um, make sure you're, once again, letting them give you... Letting them give... (laughs) What was that? What was that? I don't know. (laughs) Words weren't coming out like you wanted them to, I guess. Okay. So then you have to slowly let them make some decisions on their own in high school. Even though, you know, ultimately you're going to have rules in the house, but there are some things that they can start making decisions on their own and letting them grow up because that's going to be the key when they're adult. You can't, you cannot hang on to them. No, you can't. Because if you hang on as an adult, they, it, it's going to drive them crazy if you're still trying to tell them what to do when they've left your home. So even as a teenager, you're still ultimately in charge. You still... Yeah, the teen is ultimately in charge. No. <laughs> No, that's how it came out. <laughs> okay. The I approve of this message. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. They're not going to know what we're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> no, the adult is I know, in charge. I know, I know. I but know. there are some things like decisions. If a clothes aren't wrong and it's just maybe. There was times. Okay, so here's an instance. There was time the girls would come out and I would be like in my head going, I don't understand that outfit. And I would go tell Sam, is this outfit wrong or do I just not like it? And then Sam would go out and look at it and he'd be like, no, you just don't like it. And I have to let, it's good to let my children wear something that's maybe not, if it's not immodest, if it's not my style, because the 80s style is not what it was in the 90s or the thousands. Yeah, we weren't really. <laughs> that's true. Was, you weren't 90s. Oh, this well, I, mean, I was born in 95, but yeah. So, get what I'm saying. Is there something you can say to that to make that clearer? Uh, oh, making letting us make decisions? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that we... You gave us... You slowly loosened your, your grip on quite a few things. By the time we were 16, we were still in your house. 
and you still had final say, but we did make a lot of decisions, and we were encouraged to think of what we wanted to do and what we were going to believe and all that kind of stuff. Which kind of gave you that. Because it's a safe place to do that. It's a safe place in the home to ask questions and to come to those conclusions and to be like, I don't understand this. Yeah. You know, don't, if you don't let your kids ask questions or come to some of those conclusions in your home, then that's exactly what they're going to be doing outside of the home and not a safe place. Right. If that makes, I don't think I made much sense with that, but like if you can allow your child to make decisions, you're not only encouraging them to kind of grow into their own, into themselves, but you're also, you know, you're also guiding them while they're making those while they're making those while decisions. they're making those big decisions without and, controlling and then all along as a parent you're slowly letting go because like i said if you hold on they they will not appreciate that so it's hard if they're an adult and they have their own home and you're visiting their home and still telling them that you think their furniture would be better in a different position or a different spot or you think that they should cook that differently or whatever it is, you need to, once they're out of your home, let them make those decisions so that they don't, they're not nervous every time you come over. So as me as a mom, if I'm going to Sierra's house, I need to let her be, I need to let her cook the way she wants to cook. And let that dog hair fly. I try. I know. I know. But you, I, you never cared. I'm just saying the dog hair is an issue with our house. <laughs> so all that to say, so when we get to that last stage where you, they've left the home, you now can talk to them because they're used to talking to you. They are having their own home. You're not sitting there telling them how to run their home. If, you know, always in the, in the, in scripture, no matter who your friends are, if there's, if they're doing something against God's word, if they are sinning, you, no matter who they are, you should confront sin. So I'm not talking about sin here. I'm just talking about, um, differences. Like the Bible leaves room to have different opinions about, there's some things, there's many things that are black and white. There's a lot, some things that are principle in the Bible. And so allowing your kids to be different from you. Um, because Sierra, what did you keep telling me? What did I... Oh, that we are oh, different. Yeah, from you. T- oh, yeah. <laughs> Understanding that your child is different than you. Yeah, and and that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes as a parent, you want them to be. That's silly, but you're like, well, they're not like me. Yeah, according. I mean, not according to you, but compared to you, I'm pretty boring because I don't like jewelry, really. What? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't like it, and I'm very, very practical, and I don't like a lot of stuff. It's true. But we and both like gardens. We both like gardens. That's true. And animals. But you don't harp on me for things no. I do or don't like. That's... And then you don't also try to make me like them by buying them for me as gifts. Instead, you buy me goat t-shirts. Goat <laughs> what are you wearing? I'm I'm my goat you. t-shirt. Goat t-shirt. Because you let me like what I like. You really do need to let your kids have interests and be okay with it. And then you need to be interested in what, like if, if they show interest in something, learn about what they're interested in. So even as adults, so goats, I've never had goats. I've never really 
had a desire to have them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sierra. But they're kind of cute. Now that Sierra has them, they're cute and they're fun. Yes. And as a they child, cute. I respect my mom by not talking about their goat birthing stories. Yeah, well, I really am Mom not doesn't appreciate like that. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not really into animal birthing or, or otherwise. I'm, yeah. So, <laughs> so I need to be interested in what they're interested in and learn about it and ask questions about it. And then that, then they're excited to tell you something. I want my kids excited to tell me something and sit down and share. And each of my girls are different and I share different things with each of them, which is exciting. So anyway, Sierra, do you have anything to add from a daughter's standpoint on this whole? <laughs> I don't issue? write a list. Um. <laughs> we've, okay, we've been literally talking about this. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, and then we were trying. I oh, know, not this topic, yeah, not yeah, this topic. Doing an episode. And so yeah. then we were discussing what, and we had a couple topics, and then today we said we are doing one, just like that, just like that. And we've been talking about, and we're going to drink coffee yeah, when we're, we're done. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's good to reward yourselves, but we might drink coffee but when we're done. That's what we're doing. We are. So do you have anything else to add just off the I top think, of your head? Like, I did think, I miss something? No, I think as a daughter, you need to let your mom be a human. So like your mom has emotions and she's working through hard stuff too, even when you're a teenager, even when you're a kid. Obviously, we're not going to understand that as younger kids because we're very wrapped up in just trying to get through the day, <laughs> you know, because there's just a lot you're learning. But as teenagers, I think it's important to understand that your mom is a human with a lot of emotions and a lot of things that are going on in her life. And then the same thing is true, you know, you know, after you leave the home, it's the same thing. You treat her like you want her to treat you. And so you let her be a human and you ask how she's doing and you ask how she's, you know, feeling about different things and what she's learning and you ask for her advice and it's just... Not, you know, you treat her like a person instead of just... Yeah, and it's easy to, like, look at people doing, like, oh, that's just my grandma, or yeah. that's just my mom, or or whatever, and you kind of forget. And, and as a parent, we tend to do the same. Well, that's just my child. No, your child has feelings, and they and as they grow up, they have different feelings than they had when they're five. And don't compare what they did when they're five to what they're doing when they're 23. Because yeah. it's not, you know, they they change, and they grow, and... And parents do the same. And don't be afraid as a mom to let your daughters know what you're working through. I think that's important, too. Yeah. To be like, no, I'm working on this. I have not arrived. Well, maybe I have. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Let me know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I know. I think it's, too, it's important. We kind of touched on this. But everybody struggles differently. You know, there's... Yes. People struggle in different areas harder than others. And so not um, putting down someone else putting down your mom for struggling in that way or your mom putting down the daughter and like oh I can't believe that you you struggle with that well that's not helpful and it's not helpful helpful for a daughter to be like well that's not how I you know that's not my problem so I have no compassion for my mom that doesn't yeah and then when you start treating each other like well you just wait you just wait till you have kids yeah and that's not helpful either no (laughs) I hate that phrase well you just wait until this Okay. It doesn't help anybody. Never has. Right. And everyone's challenges are different. What might be a challenge for one person might not be for another. So anyway, really do think that's how you 
it's it's like this start when they're little and you know advice that was given to me years ago was some of the best advice I was ever given was to keep your kids talking and that's done we haven't stopped (laughs) we haven't stopped (laughs) my children don't stop talking but they probably don't usually have to wonder what we think that's true too it's not a mystery (laughs) but then again I'm not really a mystery that's true too (laughs) so anyway um yeah so I think we covered kind of the way that I'm sure there's something we missed but let people be people your mom's a person your daughter's a person (laughs) well and I think the beauty of it is if your children have accepted Christ as their savior and if you are a Christian and you've accepted Christ as savior you have that bond in Christ and now not only are my daughters and my son and my daughter-in-law and (laughs) son-in-laws just my children they are actually she's actually my sister in Christ and my brother in Christ I'm saying that right yeah, your son is your brother, brother in Christ. Christ. Yes. <laughs> but you, so that's a bond. That's a really cool bond. They're no longer like they are my children, but they're not under me anymore. We're we're fellow laborers yeah. with Christ. Yeah. And I love that, that we all are, um, no matter what Christ has called us to do, we are all working towards serving him. And it might look different for everybody, but that's our ultimate. So that that right there is a bond that's really special. So... Well, I hope that something on this podcast was helpful. Do you have any last words, Sierra? Why are you, I don't here know. Before you leave me. <laughs> we did well, it. I, yeah, right, we did it. Oh, Let's go get coffee. Oh, wait. Oh, no. So here I am until um, till the next time. Let your soap bubble count for Christ. My daughter that just did the podcast with me has her own podcast called Joy Right Here.